listening to the Psych Central Podcast, where guest experts in the field of psychology and mental health share thought-provoking information using plain, everyday language. Here's your host, Gabe Howard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Psych Central Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Howard, and calling into the show today, we have Dr. Bella DiPaolo, a Harvard PhD with more than 150 scholarly publications. She has been described by The Atlantic Magazine as America's foremost thinker and writer on the single experience. Dr. DiPaolo is the author of numerous books, including Singled Out, How Singles Are Stereotyped, Stigmatized, and Ignored, and Still Live Happily Ever After, and How We Live Now, Redefining Home and Family in the 21st Century. Dr. DiPaolo, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm very excited you're here because I can't recall a period of time in definitely my adult life, but probably my entire life where I wasn't either in a relationship or looking for a relationship. And honestly, that's why your work intrigued me so much. You wrote an article called The Badass Personalities of People Who Like (laughs) Being Alone. And it just, it really changed my thinking about being single and of course, by extension, single people. Now you have a name for people who like to be single. Can you share? Yes. It's single at heart. Those are people who live their best lives by being single, their most authentic, fulfilling, meaningful lives. And for people who are single at heart, they're not single because you know they were unlucky in love or they couldn't find someone or they have issues or you know they were just stuck with it it's not a default it's a choice we embrace i consider myself one of them <laughs> and we embrace being single i'm really looking at my own life because i really had two settings either in a relationship or looking for a relationship and from my vantage point, and I'm, I'm happily married, I, I want you to know that, but what's so incredibly interesting is the people around me, they supported this idea that Gabe either needed to be in a relationship or looking for a relationship. Uh-huh. People would be like, oh, Gabe's single? Oh, I have the perfect friend. Is, is this what <laughs> life is like for everybody? Uh, well, you know, that has been the assumption so often and so pervasively that, oh, everybody wants to get married. Everybody wants to be in a romantic relationship. But just a few weeks ago, the Pew Research Center, they reported a survey that they did just before the pandemic started in which they asked solo single people who didn't already have a partner, do you want to have a committed romantic relationship. And then they asked another question, do you want to date? And half of the people, 50% did not want a romantic relationship and they didn't even want a date. And that's just an astounding shattering of the kind of assumption that you just described. There is this strong social expectation that everyone desires to be married or or at the very right. least coupled up in some manner. How right. do single people fight that societal pressure? Don't they just end up there to quiet their friends, family, and, and society at large? Well, sometimes they do. And that's not a good thing because... If it's not what they want, then obviously they're not going to be happy, but it's also not fair to the people they end up with. 
when they're partnering just because they think that's what they should do. Would you want to be stuck with someone who was just doing it <laughs> just with you out of social pressure? And I have found some, some really fascinating stories from people who meet the love of their life and they're in this relationship. Their partner makes their heart pitter patter and, you know, they're crazy in love and their partner loves them back. And even though they have found this perfect person, they don't want to be in a relationship. It's just fascinating that this expectation has such a hold on us that it gets us into uh, relationships we don't want. And those are the, you know, those are the lucky ones who end up with someone that they do love. So, you know, at least there's that. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people who really prefer being single, who live their best lives as single people, end up in relationships that aren't that great. And then their partner keeps wondering what's wrong. What am I doing wrong? Well, maybe nothing. It really sounds like, and, and please, please correct me if I'm wrong. It really sounds like they're remaining single intentionally on purpose. They're planning on being single. And I really genuinely believed that people ended up single because it just turned out that way. You're, you're saying that there are people making intentional choices to remain single. Yes, especially now that the idea that it's legitimate. It's fine. It's a totally respectable way to live. As that idea is getting out there more, people are making that decision. I think for a lot of people, they have had to go through the process of trying out romantic relationships and thinking to themselves, oh, what's wrong with me? Why don't I want this? Do I have issues? Do I need to see a therapist? And maybe some people do, but for people who are single at heart, they really do best on their own. And it's not just, oh, well, they can settle for being on their own, but they have some very psychologically healthy profiles. For example, they tend to be more open-minded. And in several studies, they are actually less neurotic than people who don't like being alone or people who are afraid of being single. I watched your very popular TEDx talk over a million views. It was called What No One Ever Told You About People Who Are Single. And in it, you discuss research that shows that contrary to conventional wisdom, married people are not appreciably happier than single people and divorced people are in a worse position. If research shows that marriage does not appreciably increase happiness, why do we all think that it does? <laughs> well, first... The question is, if you get married, will you be happier? And we're all led to believe, yes, 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 that's the way to get happiness. And in fact, we use that almost as a synonym. Oh, Gabe deserves to be happy. He should find someone, right? <laughs> and yet, there are now dozens of studies that follow the same people over the course of their lives, starting when they're single, and then if they get married. And when people get married, they don't become any happier than they were when they were single. At best, 
they become a tiny bit happier around the time of the wedding. You know, it's all so exciting. And then they go back to being as happy or as unhappy as they were when they were single. So this idea that, oh, get married and that's your magical route to happiness, tons of research shows it's just not true. And yet, like you say, we believe that. It's such a hard myth to shatter, not because the data aren't there, but because people are really invested in believing that it's true. Because what marriage and long-term romantic coupling is held out to us to offer isn't just happiness, but a whole life that falls in place. You know, find that one special person and now you have your soulmate, your travel mate, your co-parent if you want a parent, your sexual partner, your confidant, and you will not just be happier, but you'll be healthier and you'll live longer and all of your wishes will come true. <laughs> and, and of course, I mean, imagine that. That sounds like magical snake oil that people used to sell. <laughs> but what a thing to grab onto. I mean, imagine that if you find a person and then that's it, you're set. So people are infested in believing that. And it's very hard to dissuade them from that very attractive belief. You are right. The concept of the one permeates our culture. But one of the things that you mentioned was they're your sexual partner. Now, for many people, marriage and sexuality, they they go hand in hand. You, you In fact, you cannot have one without the other. And that it, it makes me wonder, are people who choose to remain single, are they asexual? Are the two things related, unrelated? How does that fit together? People who are single at heart are a little more likely to be asexual than people who aren't, but the asexuals are still in the minority even among the single at heart. And what they do for sexual gratification is some just don't care. <laughs> and then everybody else does what they want to. You know, there's not the stigma anymore of having sex outside of marriage. So you don't need to be married to have sexual partners or just people that you connect with for that reason. And different people have different ways of solving it. That's really one of the main lessons about being single and especially single at heart is that it's not a restrictive, restricting thing to be. It's expansive. So if you're married the expectation is that your partner is your sex partner and you have sex with them and you don't have sex with anyone else. Whereas if you're single, the whole wide world of alternatives is open to you. You can not have sex at all or you could gratify yourself or you could have sex with different people or you could have sex with one person that you have some understanding with. There are just lots of possibilities, and it's a very personal, individual matter. 
I like how you put that, that there's a, an array of options that people don't think about. Because when it comes to sex, even though our culture is very sexualized, we also have this idea that you also have to find the one that must be your, your long-term sexual partner. And certainly we're now seeing, you know, marriages that are non-monogamous. We're seeing, you know, polyamory yeah. and, and, and on and on and on. Consensual non-monogamy, right? <laughs> Yes, consensual non-monogamy. Yeah. But it is fascinating, this idea that we put so much on marriage. And and what you're saying is that marriage isn't actually solving as many problems as we thought that it was. And in fact, it's creating some. And that doesn't make marriage bad. It just doesn't make single bad. And that's really the message, if I understand correctly, that single is a choice. You can do what you want. Nobody's hurting anybody. And uh, Oh, that's too grudging. That is way too grudging. (laughs) Single life can be an absolutely wonderful, empowering, amazing, fulfilling, meaningful life. It makes me wonder, though, and I'm I'm heavily engrossed in this must be in a relationship. So so I'm hmm. giving you full permission to smack me down. Please school <laughs> me here. But there's this little piece of me that's just sitting here, like, well, but maybe they haven't met the right person yet. They're just they're just very picky, and as as soon as the right one comes along, they'll completely right. see things Gabe's way. I hear how that sounds, even as I'm saying it. Yeah, it's an important point because a lot of people. People will think that way. And that's why I love these stories. And I have a whole collection of them of people who have met the one who have a partner they love, a partner who loves them back. And one person, for example, was telling me that, that she was trying to explain to her partner why she wants to be single. And she would say, you know, I have these adventures I want to do. And he said, well, we can do those together. But that's not it. That's not the life that she wants and envisions and cherishes and savors. So it's not who we are. People who are single at heart, having a romantic partner at the center of our lives, it's just not who we are. It's like trying to tell somebody who's not heterosexual to, you know, just keep trying till they find a person that makes their heart pitter-patter. It's not going to happen. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Gabe here, and I wanted to tell you about Psych Central's other podcast that I host, Not Crazy. It's straight talk about the world of mental illness, and it's hosted by me and my ex-wife. You should check it out at psychcentral.com slash notcrazy or your favorite podcast player. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Secure, convenient, and affordable online counseling. All counselors are licensed, accredited professionals. Anything you share is confidential. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist whenever you feel it's needed. A month of online therapy often costs less than a single traditional face-to-face session. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash psych central and experience seven days of free therapy to see if online counseling is right for you. Betterhelp.com forward slash psych central. Hey, Psych Central podcast fans, we'd love for you to take a brief three-minute listener survey so we can better understand our audience, which is all of you. Go to psychcentral.com slash survey20 to complete it now. Everyone who completes the survey will automatically be entered into a drawing to win one of two $75 Amazon gift cards. Special thanks to Savvy Co-op for their survey support. And that website again is psychcentral.com slash survey20. 
Void were prohibited by law, and now on with the show. We're back with America's foremost thinker and writer on the single experience, Dr. Bella DiPaolo. So what advice do you have for all of the probably well-meaning, but yet incredibly nosy relatives and, and even strangers? How do single-at-heart people handle the Gabe Howards of the world that decide to, I'm making air quotes, correct them or help them when they don't actually need help? Because I, I know how strong this messaging is, and I have to imagine that it's stronger if you disagree <laughs> with it. Yes, there are these amazing studies that looked at how people react to single people. And they looked at two different kinds of single people, single people who really want to be coupled. They don't like being single. And single people who chose to be single, and they're happily single. And guess which single people get treated most harshly? The single people who are happily single. Other people will say to them, oh, you're not really happy. You just haven't met the one. They even express anger at the single people who say that they're happily single. And I think, again, it comes back to that mythical, magical formula we're offered that if you just find the right person, all the pieces of your life will fall in place and you'll live happily ever after and you'll be healthy and you'll even be morally superior to what you were when you were single. And so single people who are happily single threaten that myth, that promise that's held out to people. And so they are rebuked. And it's difficult. So my advice is to be honest, to say, I like being single. This is my best life. But know that you probably will not be treated kindly. And people will second guess you, you know, as if they know your feelings better than you do. Oh, you don't really feel that way. Oh, you just haven't met someone. You'll change your mind. You won't grow it. One good thing now is that it's easier than ever for people to find their tribes, especially online. So for example, if I started this online Facebook community called the Community of Single People, and it's open to yeah, mostly everyone, but really I started it for single people who love their single lives and who want to be there for each other in supporting other people who also love being single and don't want to have to feel defensive about it all the time. And since I started that in 2015, we now have about 4,700 members from more than 100 nations. And they're just living their best life, minding their own business. They don't need married yeah. people, coupled people telling them what to do. They're just... Right. And so we talk about the things that people say to us and make fun of them. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a nice place. It's interesting that you brought up that even though you're single, you desire to have a emotional relationships. They're just not romantic relationships, right? I really bought into these cultural messages that thinks, well, if you want to be single, it means that you're antisocial. It means that you oh don't want to make connections. It means that you hate people. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I just, I, I know, I know how wrong that is, yes. but it, it's hard to get over. Yes, it's actually exactly wrong because, and again, there's good research on this showing that 
when people get married, they become more insular. They pay less attention to their friends. They reach out to their parents less. And they become this little insular couple or family. Now, it doesn't happen to all married couples, of course. But on the average, the married people whose social worlds shrink. And it's the single people who have more friends, who do more of the work of keeping up with their friends, neighbors, relatives, co-workers. They are more often the life of their towns and communities. And so the actual data is exactly the opposite of what we are led to believe by these stereotypes and myths about single people. It really is. The the myth is so pervasive, right? It's just yeah. it, the, the romantic yeah. comedies say it. I looked into a lot of like pop culture and there there isn't a movie or a television show with a happily single person that doesn't end with them finding the one. Even when I you know. find a single person in the group, you know, let, let's take Phoebe in Friends. You know, she was predominantly single for a long time, but ah, they found them. Our sex in the city was supposed to be about four bold, sassy empowered single women and they all end up like cooing couples are headed that way at the end it was such a huge letdown and that is really hard you know when there's a whole entertainment industry that's built on the assumption that everybody's going to get married and you know i think it's gotten to the point where it's so overdone that it doesn't work anymore to have a series that builds up to one wedding at the end. I mean, you have shows like Grey's Anatomy that'll have episodes with multiple weddings in the same episode. And I think it's like we've grown so used to it that it, it takes more of this, what I call matrimania, to get through to us. Oh, one wedding, big deal. Now <laughs> we've got to try again. <laughs> Make it another wedding. How about three weddings in this episode? My last question is, is for people who are, as you described, single as, at heart, they want to be single, they're struggling with pop culture, society, their friends, their families. What advice do you have for them? Yeah, find your tribe. <laughs> if online support groups are your thing, join the community of single people. I have the whole list of resources. I can send that to you to post. And that includes blogs podcast. I'll add this one now. Yeah, you're the author of the Living Single blog over on Psychology Today. You've been writing that since 2008. Right. So that's a good possibility. But I'll send you a link to a whole list of resources for single people who are unapologetically and happily and joyfully single. And I invite everybody to check out her blog, Living Single, over on Psychology Today. Also, we will put a list of other resources into the show notes so you can check them all out. Dr. DiPaolo, thank you so much for being you and thank you for being here. And thank you for pointing out all of the ways that I was wrong. I really, really appreciate it. You've really taught me a lot. Thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed talking to you. 
And thank you, everybody, for listening. If you loved the show, please, please, please subscribe. Wherever you downloaded this podcast, hit subscribe. Use your words, rate, rank, and review. Tell people why they should listen. Share us on social media. If you have any ideas for a show topic, hit us up at show at psychcentral.com. My name is Gabe Howard, and I'm the author of Mental Illness is an Asshole, which is available on Amazon, or you can get a signed copy for way less money at my personal website, gabehoward.com. And always remember, you can get one week of free, convenient, affordable, private online counseling anytime, anywhere, simply by visiting betterhelp.com slash psychcentral. We'll see everyone next week. You've been listening to the Psych Central Podcast. Want your audience to be wowed at your next event? Feature an appearance and live recording of the Psych Central Podcast right from your stage. For more details or to book an event, please email us at show at psychcentral.com. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show or on your favorite podcast player. Psych Central is the Internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website run by mental health professionals. Overseen by Dr. John Grohall, Psych Central offers trusted resources and quizzes to help answer your questions about mental health, personality, psychotherapy, and more. Please visit us today at psychcentral.com. To learn more about our host, Gabe Howard, please visit his website at gabehoward.com. Thank you for listening, and please share with your friends, family, and followers. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day no matter how hard you try to make them go away, and then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. One in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com.